welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. Um, this is me, Aaron, and I'm here with my mother, Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, uh, we are going to dive in into uh, Todd Solon's uh, movies. Uh, uh, we, we are not really sure, like, how exactly this will come out. Like, we don't know. Yeah, like, um, there's quite a lot to talk about. So maybe this is, like, multi, multi-part, like a multiple different episodes that we are going to to do or something but um the whole the whole thing for sure started out with that um there came a, there was a release that Todd Solon's new movie called Wiener Dog now in uh, 2016 and is it from 2016 yeah it's this year this year yeah it's very oh, new okay. And so we we were very excited about this because Todd Solos is like an old friend to us and we have known him quite a long while and so we were quite excited to see this new movie and we wanted to talk about it but now in the same time we have the possibility to actually like go really into Todd Solos and open up discussion about him because we, we have seen quite a lot of his movies and we are very used to him and there is a lot to talk about it in. In, in him, but anyway, like I think this now, like like I said, I think we are going to start with the uh, Wiener Dog. But I think before that, we have to really a little bit um, set the the stage around here with with the, well, what were we actually talking about? Who is Todd Solons? Todd Solons is a American filmmaker. He's um, a director yeah. and. A, 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 Editor and screenwriter yeah. and maybe producer. Yeah, I think he probably he's doing a lot. And what I understood also. from his uh, interview was that he's doing it all very painfully. He, it's very <laughs> hard for him. He's, it's very <laughs> heavy. Home and do it. Yeah, it's. I think he has a lot of hardship in 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 the industry, which it, it's also by him, in his own words, is also self cost. Like he. He has kind of ditched himself into a very low, like a hole, very deep hole, where it's very hard for him to get any, any kind of like new productions going on. And he said it himself that he he like he said that nowadays his name is like poison in oh, the industry. Yeah. yeah, he he knows exactly why that his ideas and his stories are not the most um, commercial. And and he has had opportunities in his career to make commercial movies that would make money, but he just doesn't have interest in them. But and he, he chooses very consciously to go his own path, uh, home style. It's quite strange because he's amazing. He's amazing. He, I would think that <laughs> everybody loves him and are, are running to be part in his I, films. And he, he, I think they are. I think give like, him money. Yeah, I think I think they are. Well, not give him money. That that's a, the hard thing for him. Like, it, he, well, we will go into like about his subjects, which which we, then any listener will understand why exactly it's hard for him to get money. But he. He does get scripts and he does get opportunities to do stuff. He's just not interested in doing other people's stuff. He's interested in doing his own things. Yeah, that's so that's why he's all. really slowly moving all the time with his own projects as as much as he he can. Like he, it's never, it, yeah. Like it, it has been a very weird career, like very differing career. But but also like. Um, 
he, he gets opportunities, but also he gets huge names for his films. Like yeah. he gets extreme talents of yeah. actors from Christopher Walken to uh, famously Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, has been acted, acting in his uh, movies. So uh, there is a lot of people like who want to work with him that he's attracting attracting this talent around him and he he started his career off like uh in the 90s like he's very much part of this um 90s indie filmmaking scene that bloomed in the 90s uh, when it was really like independent filmmaking um uh, he made his breakthrough with his second feature film called welcome to the dollhouse uh, 1995 i think it was and this is still it, it has become one of the iconic cult films from the yeah, 90s that I really think. defined sort of 90s and uh, mm. and for in my in my opinion is like part of a generation x uh, evolution like a uh, um uh period time piece in a way it's really define it really captures the time of the 90s and also the character type of a teenager living through 90s uh, in a in a similar way of what um uh, uh who who was the guy who made boyhood and uh, Linklater. Link, Linklater. Richard Linklater. yeah it, it's a very similar into Richard Linklater's uh, slacker and um dazed and confused type of uh like period piece as uh, as well as Kevin Smith's um uh Clerks, and then uh, all of these films that, all, and also the MTV cartoon Daria. That also, it it all it kind of Welcome to Dollhouse belongs into these kind of things, and because of that success, it became a huge success in the nineties. Uh, because of that success, he was able to make Happiness, which is uh, widely considered like maybe his most successful, most recognized uh, piece. Like usually, people remember Happiness as his like main main work that he really lives on uh, which also famously has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it um, uh, and he and he said actually that he went because of the success of Welcome to the Dollhouse that he because he had all this success that he that he uh, that he would that, that he he because he had a lot of opportunities after that to make film that he decided to make a film that he knew that he could never do in yeah, any yeah. other moment. Yeah, I agree. So he he yeah. took the the opportunity to make happiness, and we will go to happiness later yeah, on. Bless God. And 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 he said that he wanted to try how many doors would be open after that mm. in his career, and he deliberately kind of in as a test or a challenge shut down. A lot of doors because yeah. he made happiness. Because happiness is also one of very hard movie that he really showed his um, oeuvre mm. kind of like this is what I really want to start it's really doing. Recommendable what he what he did. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's very true to his own yeah. style and his own voice and his ideas. He don't and sell himself. yeah, and because of that, because after happiness understandably it became more and more harder for him to continue making movies because of his subject matter and he then uh, made a movie called Storytelling which is a clear kind of a commentary a, a kind of a com uh, discussion conversation between him and his critics 
and the audience. In a way, we will go into that also a little more if you want. And then he made a movie called Palindromes, um, and then and and then went on to make uh, um, what was it? Life bit, during the war time. Life during the war time. Um, and then uh, uh, dark, dark horse. And dark horse. And uh, and then after that, he came out now Wiener Dog. And I haven't seen Life During Wartime or I Dark saw Horse. It. And you, yeah, you saw it. Mm. But we both now saw Wiener Dog. And yeah, that's kind of like his movie so far that he he has he made. And but so let's but let's focus on now on the Wiener Dog because now we saw both the Wiener Dog. Mm. So um, Wiener Dog is kind of like. Um, what 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 Tolosolo himself said that it's a it's a sequel to uh, well welcome to the dollhouse yeah but i read that that palindromes is a sequel to welcome to the dollhouse and then is, this yeah. one is a sequel to to dollhouse yeah, too yeah, yeah. because of this uh, character mm. uh, don wiener yeah yeah but uh, it's it's a little bit complicated like now we have to a little bit explain is that um these are not directly continuing certain stories. The point is that there is the same characters appear in his movies. And this is also very weird and complicated in a way that he, he as a storyteller, he likes to uh, move and shape and modify different things a lot in his, in his movies. Like, like, you know, uh, I can explain this a little bit, maybe. No, I, I will first like explain what I mean. Like, what I mean about modifying and shape shifting and everything is like um, because uh, what we what we were talking about sequels is that um, Welcome to the Dollhouse features the main character uh, Dawn Wiener, she's called Dawn Dawn Wiener, yeah. uh, the girl, and in in and she has a sister and a brother, and then in Palindromes, that movie is actually about the sister. Of Don Wiener, like in in that movie, the main character is a girl, and she has a sister, Don Wiener, who died mm, yeah. in the past at some point, and they're all the time talking about this character, this girl who died, mm. and that oh, she was this and that, and it it wasn't so easy and everything, and then she died, and they they referred to her, and uh, and then also, uh, and now in this movie, she's. Don Wiener appears again in this Wiener Dog movie, mm-hmm. uh, but alive. Yeah. She's not dead suddenly. So see, so Dot Solons basically brought the character back to life because in his own uh, uh, words, he said that he wanted to give him, her, a new chance. Mm. He wanted to just... And it's always... And it's always uh, played by a different actor. Like the original actor, one was offered to come to, to in the Wiener Dog, but he but she didn't come. So it's Greta. Uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, uh, who is brilliant in it. And so, so this is what I mean: is that like it's it, the sequel is a very loose term in in some sense in his movies. They, it's more about like recurring characters and recurring elements, and it's not a direct storyline. There is no real continuity in it. It's more like yeah, reappearances and reusing certain elements and themes. And there are all the time you can find weird connections in his movies to to, to previous things. For example, the Wiener Dog name is 
the name that they use in Welcome to the Dollhouse to bully the Don Wiener. See, as written in his locker room, locker room in, in her school, in big capital letters, Wiener Dog. And now Dot Solos used that name as the whole movie. But yeah, what 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 did you wanted to say about <laughs> the sequel? Sorry. I wanted to say about this when you talk about the different characters and all this, because it's very complicated. In yeah. If you start to look at it, you don't get any tail, head or tail out yeah. of it. Because they're all, like in palindromes, they are acted, one person is acted by several different persons. Yeah, that's true. Different yeah. races, yeah, exactly. different uh, looking, ages. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want to say yeah. a comment about that. Okay. So uh, it's a. Uh, I lost my my red line here, but yeah, but I'm coming to I'm coming to it back. So mm. I think that he's using in his films, or does he he tends to use the same characters like this Don Weaver, Wiener, mm-hmm. and and other people, and the same characters, and that it's a girl, not this Don yeah. Weaver, mm-hmm. so Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter really, you know, what is any of any of this, if, if it's a girl or, or names or anything, that's why I mix up even with it. And, yeah. and if it's... You do, you go wrong if you try to to follow these these yeah. I, these people and the mm. ideas because I think that he's just using he has his one point in his mind which he's going and he's using these things to follow. I think it's 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 kind of common. But if I say it straight away, is that uh, he? I think it's himself. All of the it's, characters. All of the characters are himself, and yeah, he has sure. been probably because uh, being bullied at school, and he looks, yeah. he his looks are not very beautiful himself, Todd Solons, mm. and he's this type, he's uh, extremely intelligent, and he has a charm in his, his intellectual way, he's enormous, he's sexy person by that, no? And so on, but the looks, he's been suffering probably that way, and the girl... It comes on the girl here. He's putting it there, and the and the the, the name calling. It probably comes from somewhere there. It's it's has a ground. Why else would he do it? Mm. So not the swiner dog, which is a dog, which is. It, I, I don't know American culture so well, but uh, it's probably in the same uh, uh, around. It's this long dog, which is uh, Mavrakoira in Finnish. Yeah, and, uh, it's a wiener dog. Uh, wiener dog, which is in this wiener dog film, is that dog itself. Yeah, yeah, it's but, the main yeah. character. So fight. in Finnish it's Maurakoira, and Maurakoira also in Finnish means uh, uh, back of beer. <laughs> no, there, there are all kinds of... Uh, and let me come to it in a... I come to it also in a round way because he's doing it in a round way. Yeah. So all this name calling. Yeah. No, and that he sees a dog face. They call her Don Don Wiener here. He sees a dog face. It's written here in the local 
yeah, locker yeah. room and all this. Mm-hmm. And that she's ugly. And they all point out all them that, oh, you get nothing because you're ugly. Like, mm-hmm. you're not look good looking. Like, you can be treated any anything. And in, in fact, she's an amazing person. She's very mm-hmm. independent individual. She's already knowing how to just to go to New York and back. Mm-hmm. And the parents don't even care. And she's doing it. She knows how to go wrong in the world. Mm-hmm. She's wearing ridiculous looking clothes <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's a very ugly clothes. It, I don't understand why. It's, exactly. it's pointing, pointing out already. And she has no connection with the family. That stupid family. Which, uh, no. she, has no, which she could have a charming life if she was treated. Well, so I'm coming to the to the this way to to the other part of it. That so so this Todd Solons, he's making the films like I had to convert in my mind to like like Hayao Miyazaki uses girls in his films, or or in all his films yeah. almost he has a girl and mm-hmm. it's himself also I think mm-hmm. it's. He's doing it himself. And he's yeah, he's yeah. living it, those girls. So, so every and, artist really... And it sounds strange because you're not different sex. Like, you're not, it's no. not a boy, it's a girl, and so on. People not simply, simply thought. But <laughs> it's... this. Nothing is simple here. Nothing is simple no. here. So, so we come... The, so he's doing that. And then that the point... Now I come to my original point, is that he's using this different characters like this one director did in this Bob Dylan film this ah, I'm not Todd there Haynes. Todd Haynes I'm not yeah. there is is called that uh, different people even Kate Blanchett or so mm-hmm. there were women acting this Dylan there so it's yeah. uh, done in in other films many times and so on it's it's a way of doing the things but uh, to my final point in this in this moment is that we have uh, we have seen and I I've seen a long row of um, of Hirokazu Koreeda's films Japanese director now lately which is very recommendable that you see see director uh, directors the whole production in one time one time and then you can learn really amazing things out of all those films so what Hirokazu Koreeda does in his films one one of the things mm-hmm. is that I think they are as intelligent both Totsolos and Hirokazu amazing so he's doing that he's using places different uh, you know, different characters uh, different films but the same places Mm-hmm. So he's using same different characters in one, no, in one as a person. Mm-hmm. But Hirokazukura is using using places mm-hmm. in a reversal way. Yeah. It's a character in his films. Is this these places the same mm-hmm. places in different films? Exactly yeah. like that. It's wonderful. It's really one of the things he's doing. He's doing hundreds, thousands of things in his films. And one of the things is this. And now to the final point, which I can tell now because you're so eager to hear all this. So, <laughs> is that I cannot compare Todd Solons to any other director, in fact. I'm talking about all kinds of films, of course, here. But to any other director than Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> Periman. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. They Americans say Bergman, but we say Barryman. So <laughs> they have the same goal in their films. Look at it. The truth. <laughs> yeah. The plain truth, how painful it ever is. Yeah. It's really painful. Can I look at Bergman's Ber- films. Yeah. That's so it's so painful. All yeah, that's it. true. So it's yeah. the truth behind all these people that what they are, their, their talks and actions, desires, whatever people are. No, I was listening to the to the discussion on Mansika Paika, Strawberry Place. Mm-hmm. This is it. It's like Todd Solon's film. Mm-hmm. No, they're both different style, going on at the same same thing. They don't get short from that. Yeah. And you no, know, like scenes from the marriage. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it something? Mm-hmm. And this um, uh, persona, yeah, and uh, Saraband. Yeah, it's yeah, very. It's... There's very confronting nature in 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 those movies. Like Perim also challenged a lot people with the the the, the situation itself mm. and and the reality of it. Kind of that it it comes and that you kind of you have to accept certain things as a watcher. And and Dot Solon's himself also been said that the truth is like for him very important. Exactly what how you concluded it that that he is most concerned that it is the truth that he says that he's honest and he's mm-hmm. truthful. That that to him it's no point in if it's uh, right or wrong or good or bad. That if if is is the movie does it have a good ending, you know, or a bad ending. Or does it mean, in in terms of like morality, does it mean something? You know, like mm. to him, it's just that it's the truth yeah. that this is what happened. Yeah, and but isn't that, that the that, point? That, that he got puts it. it down, and mm. and he, in that sense, like it's in. You could say that you could uh, com- compare it to Berryman in a way that like Solon's style is to challenge, like he likes to challenge, like he's not. People like to say that he's a provocative, you know, that he likes to provoke uh, deliberately these kind of taboo taboo subjects because they're very taboo and very hard subjects that he talks about, Mm. that he does it intentionally to create a buzz and to create drama and to create this like um, this, this style of that people would something similar to John Waters or something that people like start finding him that style just for that, you know, to be provoked just for the sake of being provoked. But to to him himself, he doesn't, to him, it's the closest to something that it's provoking deliberately is just for him to be challenging, you know, that he likes to to create characters that are very extremely hard to sympathize with in the beginning or to understand their perspective like a bully or a murderer or a sexual uh, criminal or that they that you would never th- think of empathizing with them but then he he likes to challenge you in a very positive way in my opinion to 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 challenge you in a very positive way to sympathize to to integrate, you know, to to come into the conversation that well, there is different perspective, and w- how do you feel now? Like for example, Welcome to the Dollhouse is a very interesting structure with 
the protagonist and antagonist. Because the antagonist in the movie, at, at least in the beginning, how it starts as, is the bully, the boy. who There is a, this very mean bully boy in the school who, uh, well, like, who actually, like, uh, he, who, who threatens the, the, to, to, to rape the Don, Don Wiener and everything. Like, it, it's a very... Um, confronting subject matter like like how how he bullies it and 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 Don Wiener doesn't really know how to interact with it and everything um and 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 the and, and sees the protagonist of course and what what starts happening weirdly in the movie is that the bully character starts we start to empathize more and more with him like we start to see his perspective and his how what kind of personality he is and he starts to open up and in the end, he's a very open and actually kind, warm-hearted person inside. And he's just troubled. And he has problems. And he doesn't know, like, his life and his family and everything. It's very problematic, his life. And we start to understand the, the side of the bully, you know, that that he's not just a bully, that he's actually a human being. It's a very humanistic way of looking at it. But in the same time, like, Solons has this warm-hearted approach to the bully, like, humanistic way. But in the same time, like what you know, and how the truth comes in, in a way, is that the we, the Don Wiener, the protagonist, he she starts more and more during the movie to become less empathizable. Mm-hmm. Like she is actually quite mean girl, mm-hmm. and she's cruel, and she's not, and she has a lot of flaws in her. Mm-hmm. And and even though we would see her point of view from the beginning of the movie that we would understand his troubled world, like we are all the time following his troubled family structure. He really cannot connect to anybody in his family, in, in her family. That we we start to kind of, in a way, learn to step away from her, in a way that we, we, we are not attached to the protagonist yeah. of the movie and that we can accept that this girl has a lot of flaws and she's maybe, maybe not as pure as we would think that in stories in some ways are so much constructed as good and evil that mm-hmm. we have to support the good, the protagonist and the evil the antagonist. But he, he's the genius of Welcome to the Dollhouse that he completely changes this structure mm-hmm. and, and he creates such an equal balanced view on all the characters. It's the truth. And it's the truth. Yeah. So I like to say in this point maybe this that this uh, um, <clears throat> the um, this Don Weaver Wiener is is a teenage girl who in that age the people want to have sex. They are it's awakening inter- the it's sexual, awakening yeah. yeah. She's twelve years old they say here, but it's already starts yeah. It's 12 years in the sense that she's 12 and she's mm-hmm. amazingly a mature girl to think that she's only 12. Which I also think is very truthful approach. Like yeah. it's, it's part of his challenging to, to that because we are looking at her sexual awakening, but she's only 12. So it's for her, us a little bit hard to kind of confront with this kind of subject matter that, that is it like, how, how can we actually empathize with that? No, but um, I don't want to say that Exactly in this time when she's, mm-hmm. the point is here, all the all the business with what's in her mind is this sex, most of it, and she wants to get laid, and mm-hmm. she she can't find anybody. Even the rapist won't rape her, and uh, <laughs> she goes to be raped at three o'clock. 
And she <laughs> she yeah, can't exactly. be raped because the, the boy don't know even what rape is probably. And uh, this uh, terrible boy whom we sympathize yeah. in the end. So and and so on. So mm. then I I compared her to the later. Uh, Lately, I saw another film which came now into this year or last year something. It's it's called it's called um, uh, the uh, where the diary of a teenage girl, mm. and uh, it's another film completely. But it's by Marielle Heller. It's a woman made, and also it's a book. It's kind of a comic book, so. So this girl in this is a very similar to to Dawn Wiener. Mm-hmm. Is Mini Guts. <laughs> She's called Mini Guts, and by the way, she looks just like Paul Giamatti. The girl. Yeah, this Mini Guts. <laughs> this actor looks just like Paul Giamatti. And he has the same smile. You have to see this film just to see this smile. <laughs> it says Paul Dramatti smiling. It's a young girl, teenage girl who has a di- who is writing a diary, and she all what she wants is to be late. So she has luck. She has in this film. She has luck. It's her, her single mother has a lover, and. Mm-hmm. He agrees to to sleep with her. So they're having sex non-stop, da, 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 and she she finds out the wonderful thing in this film is that she wakes, she like wakes up in this, that, wow, I love this, I love this, and she wants more and more and more, all the time, sex, 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 and the mother doesn't know, and the man in the end don't want the sex with her anymore. But she wants, she goes on with her life and she becomes, uh, and that's, it shows, it's wonderful. I think it's a very popular film with the film theaters and every, everyone loves to see it. Of course we love to see it. When somebody finds her true self so early and goes on to be an independent woman, mm. clever, in the, just like this, Dawn Wiener would be. She mm. would love to be that. That's, that's really like... But it's uh, another way of doing that it's a film completely. Mm. Completely. So I don't uh, say, and now, this was done in 1995, but all alive, don't mm. be, we would, would have that. It's, it's a wonderful film, this uh, teenage, mm-hmm. it's not a pornographic film, it's a, it's a wonderful film about a teenage girl. Mm. So, so are you okay? <laughs> you okay? Yeah. So, so. But I, I think maybe in this part, I wanted to say that because it's very obvious in this film, in this uh, Todd Solon's film, uh, "Welcome to the Dollhouse," that she wants to have sex. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's. There's. She, yeah. she doesn't know how. She doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> she doesn't know nothing. She's completely. Like we are in that age, we mm-hmm. don't know how we want. We know what we want, but mm-hmm. we don't know at all how to get. It's a kind of haku mm-hmm. amunta. It's like kind of a, like haku <laughs> amunta. It's kind of a, that you do try that and that and that and that and that. You try all kinds of things, and you don't know really what. How works. to do it? Yeah, what works? works. Yeah. And sometimes it works with this girl. This uh, mini gets had luck, <laughs> and she knows she's so clever. Even 
it depends if you are clever or stupid. But that's that's also a point. But this was a clever girl, and she knew how to use it to her own good. Yeah, and and, and not yeah. to get hurt. And and also, uh, if we, when we talk about the sexuality and like like the girl wanting to to have sex and that it's like this awakening, well, like. The movie Balindromes is a very like ex- like very concentrated exploration of yeah. exactly this, with, yes. but in a very maybe I, I in my opinion it would be maybe the most hardest film from him to really to, the most challenging let's say yeah. because the story is about uh, even younger like younger yeah. than ten years old I don't remember how young she is uh, about a girl who is like younger than ten years old at least mm. who wants to have a baby. Yeah. So the whole movie is about her trying to find somebody to have sex with so that she can get pregnant. I think they forced her to make abortion and she left home. Yeah, it's and very... And then she wants to have the baby. She wants to yeah. have that baby. She wanted all the time to have the baby. And, and they yeah. just forced her and because they were cruel parents. And they are. it's kind of made in a kind of a weirdly fairy tale way of that she goes off in a, in a certain yeah, fa- a fairy, fairy. fairy tale adventure... <laughs> To where she's meeting different kind of characters and people and situations where it's it's kind of yeah in a way and all the while the movie kind of having trying to have a conversation around this subject and uh, mm-hmm. around these different characters and and like you said earlier is that uh, throughout every segment the main character the girl changes actor yeah and and she becomes his thin she's fat she's different colors she's different age. Mm. And it's just all the time different, and but it's still the same character. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it is a sequel, like a sequel to this uh, "Welcome to the Dollhouse" in a way. Yeah, yeah, and that's a Todd Solon's way, his way. But if we go to Wiener Dog, now, yeah, now, yeah. now we go to Wiener Dog. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I really enjoyed that film. I loved it, and I loved it, especially the intermission in the mi- <laughs> the middle when the dog went bravely through the western country, in like in Tarantino films we have intermission with, with brave westerns. Yeah, in Hateful it's, Eight. It's really funny we, moment. In Hateful Eight there is such a... So, yeah. <laughs> so this dog goes like a horse in the middle. And so... <laughs> So it's a was it four or five, four story four different owners had this dog and they have different. Stories. There, there is a suburban story. It, it begins yeah. with the suburban story that with the cancer boy who gets a dog. A cancer boy. Yeah, see, see, who had a, he had he, a cancer. This boy. Really? Yeah. Whoa, well, I didn't. That yeah, that was the whole most cruel thing of all. How they treat him after <laughs> the lying to him. The boy was about to die. See, he oh he God. had been. He he was cured, but ah. it's a danger that he gets it again. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they they lie to him. His mother is horrible. It's, yeah, I, it's was a, so, <laughs> I was so I was so amazed yeah. when I heard the mother it's, talking. It's really the beginning is the hardest. Like uh, the, the yeah. parents are just yeah. Horrible. But it starts with the point to uh, Richard Linklater when the boy is exactly lying like the, yeah. the boy in the again yeah, boy it's very weird. Yeah, yeah. and in, looking, on the grass. And looking at the sky. Mm. Yeah, now now I want to say before I forget that, you know, I I heard that somebody from North Korea, which I'm very interested in the state in North Korea, what's going on there, 
always because I'm I'm interested in people people's lives, how they get food anywhere and mm-hmm. live and so on. They have hard times, so they are in, in uh, prisoner camps for so silly reasons. They put them there in prisoner camps, so normal people. So one of them who got out of there and escaped said that they were not allowed to, one of the things they were not allowed to do was to what, to look at the sky. What, the people? Yeah, they, they were punished. Those prisoner camp prisoners, <laughs> they were, they yeah, ask <laughs> them, yeah, they were not allowed, they were hard, very hardly punished if they were looking at the sky. Wow. So when this boy is watching, we are in the West, we can watch the sky. Anytime, people, you can watch at the sky, go and look at the sky. Nobody will punish you for How do they even control that? Hmm? They, yeah, in the prison camp, they can watch. There are all them people whose task is like... <laughs> like, like pointing the, a gun and uh, watching... Yeah, I like watch. Jean Valjean in, misera- in Miserable or <laughs> Trump in uh, in uh, Shaun the Sheep. Oh my God. No, watching you, now you watch to the sky, I will shoot you. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway... So we come to Wiener Dog again. Yeah, so there's the suburbs uh, segment, then then there is the Don Wiener segment, where Don Wiener... Like, like the whole point of the movie is that the dog... We follow this one dog that changes the owner. Mm. Like, like the mm. it goes through different owners, and mm. it, it begins in the suburbs, and then the dog comes it to be, Don begins Wiener. On the when the boys look at the sky, and then the dog from the cage look at the sky. <laughs> So yeah, and and then we have Don Wiener, and then after that we have uh, Danny DeVito, who is a screenwriter, professor a in profes- the New York University. Yes, uh, just like Todd Solons himself, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then in the end we have Ellen Burstyn, Burstyn, who plays was he is he blind? Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know if she's blind. Yeah, but she can somehow it? see, but I, that's, I this know. is very, very regular to, I'm to, not sure. to Jolons, Yeah, I, I don't really understand. Because when you're blind, you can see or you can, you can well, be but, blind. But it's in the end. It's, it's you really, can be blind if you see. It's, there's something magical about that character <laughs> yeah, that happens in the movie, but she's the final. Yeah, the final, the yeah. And, so, and, yeah. Yeah. So, I was very much I enjoyed the film it was so funny and so terribly tragic and it was everything really really it's uh, it, it's amazing he, film yeah Totsolos himself says oftenly that his movies are sad comedies ah. so that they are tragic and comedic in the same time okay yeah, yeah. but the people take what they take and of I course, also take always I take what I take I don't let mm-hmm. anybody tell me what so I thought and thought and thought about this afterwards because I knew it's an amazing film and I, I I understood very well the three first parts and I didn't understand anything of the Ellen Burstyn part in the end, the fourth <laughs> one, which is making very interesting. And so on and I was thinking, oh, what does he really mean with this and everything? And then I came out with all this what I've been talking here. But mm-hmm. then one additional thing happened. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, you gave me a plant before you left to Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Now, by the way, we are here in Finland. Yeah, by the way, yeah, <laughs> we, we are, are together, together in Finland. Here yeah, in Finland, Finland in and beginning. you can see this plant, <laughs> it's there, 
you you gave me that plant and I've been uh-huh. taking care of it very nicely. Uh-huh. This this yeah. one and it you, like hangs from a shelf. Yeah, I'll tell you that it's um, it, I take very tenderly care of you. the <laughs> two plants you left me. This other this one here, uh-huh. this yucca palm, and this other one which is called a uh, culta kernus. Uh, I've, the I golden even, vine. No, no. I, ah. I, I, I even took time to find out what, who who he is. <laughs> so, it's called Devil's Ivy in, in in English. It's a wonderful showy plant. You can make it a very showy plant if you put or uh, with it uh, some something that it, it can tackle because it makes air roots and tackles to the things. <laughs> Yeah, and okay. it goes on and on and on. It goes a long thing. It comes kilometers and so on. It grows amazingly fast and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I tenderly take care of it. And I think, oh, this is my son's plant, and I'm keeping it alive. And it has gone so many things through in his life. In one, you remember, Jonas broke the pot and he bought a new pot for it and ah, yeah. yeah this is the one oh, exactly. and yeah your friend Jonas <laughs> <laughs> and so on this plant and in, yeah, this is a very uh, uh, important part of this podcast I think now coming because what happened last summer was that it was growing longer and longer and longer and it one day I noticed that it go, it's going on my wall Oh. Yeah, it got it has air roots which are like centimeters or so long white and really, ones and they got into yeah. the wall mm. and one day I, I hadn't even watched it what it's doing. Yeah. So I noticed and then I tried to the what is going on the wall, I don't want it to go on the wall yeah. and I tried to take it off and it wouldn't come off. Mm. It wouldn't come off, and, it, and then I had to by force use violence against this plant and take it off. And what? It took the paint from the wall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so so I got scared of the plant. <laughs> I thought, oh, it has a life of its own, and it's a really violent plant. It can kill me in my sleep. No, slowly, slowly, if I s- sleep longer it can kill me no it can get on i got really scared i'm scared of the plant and anyway it's i ha, i'm a so civilized person but i can't just take it and throw it to the garbage yeah. and get rid of this scaredness so <laughs> so how it gets in with the wiener dog it's that we put our idea, I realized suddenly that we put our ideas into the plant even, into other, into our pets, mm. into our things, into our cars, into exactly. anything, into mm. my, my hefte, you know, my book. Movie so, book. My movie book. <laughs> I have ideas and I cover everything with these things, mm. you know, these some some people cover it with pink, pinky yeah. things, and some things cover it with whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is everything to do with Wiener Dog mm-hmm. the movie. Exactly. So, so uh, uh, this plant has a life of its own, mm-hmm. independent from what I think. Does mm-hmm. it ha- doesn't care anything what I think? Same two things happen with my cats, mm-hmm. with dogs. Mm. with people, with everything that I put my... It has nothing to do with reality. 
It is part of reality. Of course, that's part of reality, but it's not another kind of reality. They don't match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so this kind of helped me with the death of my cat. Yeah, your also, cat because died one recently. of my cats died and it died in my lap, and I've been, I was, I attached my feelings into this death. It's, it's. Uh, realize suddenly somebody is not moving ever again, mm. ever again, never mm. dead. It's a cut, complete cut. That's a cruel truth. Mm. This also is co connected to Wiener Dog. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the movie. Mm. It's, has a, it's life and that's it. Yeah. And I really should be careful what attachments I put these roots into things no. yeah um, you can kind of create a very like a lock to yeah. something and you can like project too much into mm. it so that it kind of you you feel like it's extension of you even though it's not mm. really like it can happen in very simple ways like for example when we drive a car the car is an extension of us mm. we even say like um that 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 when when somebody hits when you are driving a car and somebody hits you you don't say, oh, somebody hit my car. You say, somebody hit me. Mm. It, your body is the car. And we, we in, 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 uh, in different languages, like in Belgium, and I think in, in Flemish and Dutch, and I think maybe French also, how I understood is that you give, objects are gender oriented. Yeah. So you, you yeah, some, something is, yeah. Oh, it's Only Finnish don't have it. Yeah, yeah. So it's this Germanic, uh, heritage or and apparently Latin heritage also is that we we also tend the to the sheep is a hair yeah and so and and, do, and a horse is a, yeah. a hair or something and that that we we tend to even even just uh, like um, uh, non animated objects like a lamp and stuff we, we tend to see them in gender oriented yeah. way mm -hmm. and this is all this is part of this projection yeah. of, of this human characterization yeah. and this comes like I I think in that sense Totsalons is a very intelligent person to to put a, a dog in the center of the conversation because I think it happens mm. most strongly with our pets mm. and, and and you could argue that in dogs mm. in, in many ways of how because we even cats we tend to it, okay we, we, we do that a lot with cats also but maybe maybe you could argue that well, I don't know if it's different with cats and dogs, but I, I feel like we tend to even even connect more with dogs because, like, in a in a human way, because uh, dogs are obedient mm. and they we expect them to follow very uh, verbal rules mm. that we set up. So that we have a co very clear verbal communication with dogs. Like, there's this one uh, point in the suburban in the beginning of the. Winner dog movie where the the father of the boy the horrible father he he just goes out with the dog and he just starts telling him to sit down and just mm. cursing and like god damn dog sit mm. just sit you know like we expect with no things. emotional connection yeah and the dog Perfect. doesn't listen it's just like yeah. i'm a dog what do you want like yeah. and anything and yeah so this is dealing with those things yeah, and this movie is, is perfectly like in the you can you can even see it in the trailer in the end of Ellen Burstyn, uh, the her her daughter or some 
girl. It was a granddaughter. Granddaughter comes to visit her, and the whole segment is about with that. The, with the man friend. Yeah, with a the man. Brilliant artist. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. So, and wants the money. And and she she asks her gra- grandmother and a person that what, what what is the name of the dog, and she grandmother says cancer. Mm. And see, and then why would you name your dog like that? Mm. Yeah, because it's fitted. It sounds correct. Mm. It's, it, again, it's a and projection the boy of in the her. Beginning has cancer. Yeah, exactly. Cancer. Mm. So, so there's a lot of lot of things going on in in, in the Wiener dog. Also, uh, what a what lot, what? Re- a lot. Yeah, what what really specifies like Todd Solon's style in the end? Like he he's very provocative. They are very provocative and challenging movies. Uh, that it he but he but his really like uh, intellectual quality in these movies is how he in in engages the conversation of the subject matter. He he he, he enables to 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 create characters and situations and scenarios that are filled with a very with a very thought uh, thought through dialogue. That really incorporates the, the the questions at hand, and and he the, it's it's very and and in that sense they are very interesting movies that to have for conversations to have like to to, to yes, ask those questions see. and yeah. things yeah and for example like my my big realization that for me in Wiener Dog that for me kind of went like totally over the head suddenly that I realized is this that. Uh, not only Don Wiener uh, reappears in the movie, but also the bully from yeah. Dollhouse yeah, reappears, yeah. and it's a, 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 basically the segment is a story about these two and when they meet later on. And she's a hellish relationship <laughs> when she, she <laughs> yeah again like going to be raped. Okay, no. well, yeah, not, not no, to be raped, yeah, no, but no, yeah, a, yeah. No, not to be raped, but in a hellish relation voluntarily. Yeah, she 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 still likes him so much. She she still has so much feelings for him, and we. And it's funny because like the very first moment when they see each other, the boy says, "Hey, wiener dog." Yeah. Like bullies her. Yeah. Like and and she just smiles. I'm like, what are you doing here? Mm. We but see, but it's it's so yeah. But she had this uh, tender heart. She she's the character here. She's Greta Gerwig, who. Pities the dog and saves him from death and runs away with yeah. with him yeah. with her. Yeah. It's a her. This that characterizes her. Yeah, that characterizes her. She, she has saves them. Soft animal. like I took care of the plant yeah. instead of throwing it to the rubbish. And then the plant eats you. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't care. It the plant yeah. doesn't care. It just tries to live. He yeah. doesn't hate me. This plant, I'm sure. Yeah. And, Who and, knows? But and, uh, I think so. And 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 the way the dog comes in hands of Don Wiener is because he because he eats something that he's suited, and the dog didn't know that it's not bad for but it's bad for him. He just, dog eats anything. The, you know that mm. you give him. The boy it, gives him something it's, it's really a good. It's a granola, granola bar. Yeah, for him it's very good, this boy. Yeah. And so he gives so, it to the dog. So the dog has the most, maybe the, in the whole history of cinema, the whole, most hor- whole cinema history, the most horrible diarrhea I've ever uh, seen. Yeah. See, does it, do something very... So here we come to another yeah, but, but, interesting point. But I didn't go to my yeah, point okay, of, okay. of what, what I wanted to say. 
is about the Don Wiener uh, segment. Like, I think it, there's something very, very fascinating that happens there is that um, because in the in the early part in the in the first segment in the suburbs, they the the father they they want to um, castrate the dog, yeah, neuter him, mm. uh, her. Uh, so that she will not have babies, which is a normal like operation in pets yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And the, the the father literally says that it is to civilize her. Mm. It is to make her like as civilized as we are. Like like we have to it not, not it's not only the neutering, but we have to train the dog to, to so that she's civilized. That she will go outside to pee, just like we yeah. go to a room in in the house to pee. And that that um, that he has to be housebroken. Mm. He has to be yeah. broken yeah. in 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 her mind in a way. Yeah. You know, like like you said, child asks why what why is it housebroken? Why do we broke? And the father just says, yeah, we have to break his will, like yeah. her will. We have to break her into our obedience. Yeah, you know. Uh, so that is already is very fascinating but then there is this horrible uh, subject matter about how they deal with the dog being neutered where mm. the mother tells this horrible story yeah. it's the most horrible story racist boy. and yeah. to a little boy this Who had ho- horrible lie death already horrible, yeah horrible lie of, 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 of how to handle animals and, and to have compassion and to oh it's, it's just oh, I couldn't believe Mm. How? Why? Whoever would think of something like that? Well, Todd Soros. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so that they have this whole subject of neutering the dog, mm. and the, and the the boy is really cannot handle that. He, he cannot really understand why mm. they are doing it to her and everything, as he tries to let get the, let the dog escape. You know, and stuff go free. You know, you know, mm. live your life as as nature intended. You know, in a way, and stuff like that. Um, which is like, in in terms, of like it's it's rather common, in mm. a way, that how we deal with this, that we neuter our pets and everything. But then later on, now it gets really. We have the Dawn Wiener segment where we meet the bully uh, friend, and they go and they go on a road trip together, and we in the end we get to go. To the brother of the bully, which also was mentioned in the Welcome to the Dollhouse, yeah. that he's uh, he has a Down syndrome. Yeah, and this brother has a Down syndrome, but he lives with another Down syndrome woman, mm. and they are married together, and they have a house together, and they have like an ordinary life, like everybody else. Mm. You know, they are just ordinary people and everything, uh, but they are with Down syndrome. That's very clear, and it's like dealt with, and it's just. Mm the truth is reality and they it's it's accordingly their life is like that and they have wonderful time and everything and stuff happens but then but then they are driving with the car and Don Wiener asks what if they will get a baby because genetically that's a problem and that is actually a really really difficult problem and that shouldn't in a way happen you know that's very. It's a very di- difficult question, and 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 the bully just says, very you know like ordinary that no matter of fact matter of fact that her tubes are tight. You know they are they they have been dealt with, mm. and then ah okay uh, and what about what about your brother? And then he says, my father took care of it because he didn't want to take 
risks to t- take any chances. Mm. So then now they are talking about two human beings who are Down syndrome, yes, but they are talking about two human beings in the same way as they are talking about their pets. Yeah, yeah. That we took care of them so that they... Be more human. To be more, more human. civilized. To be more civilized that they cannot... We, we are not disturbing the, the gym or doing any problems yeah. or anything yeah. in an in a, in exact similar way, in a way. Yeah. In a way that we, we control the genetic, genetic pool of the dogs because mm. we have a whole history because that, that, I think, brings another level into the discussion, especially with dogs, is that we have a long history of genetic manipulation Yeah. With dogs, we have really tempered the whole evolution of dogs that is now, and they are not—they are completely different than what what they are they have mm. been. And in a way, this how how they were now talking about the Down syndrome—it really reflects this yeah. attitude of how we we have dealt with dogs in the past, and that brings us to a very complicated conversation to have. Yeah. And Dot Solons is brave enough. To, to bring these hmm. into the same level. I, it's think, in, I he, think it's very challenging. I think he has people. no interest in life otherwise but do this. This is what interests him. Yeah. yeah that's so what too. happened to Bergman. Yeah. Yeah. So this gives me shivers even thinking about it. Like how. And this is the effect of his film, I think, when he really bring he really captures you in that way. Yeah. To, 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 to be confronted with those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody can find their own challenges. There is universal challenges. Mm-hmm. Because he says that these movies are very universal. Mm-hmm. That's it's the whole point. Yeah, yeah and that's a, not... that kind of a blessing that from uh, America comes this kind of... Uh, yeah, they, they are very American. They are because he's American. Like he's American and he... It yeah, reflects it's, it's his cult. background, his, his culture, yes. But, But the, ma- the subject of matter is universal. Uh, yeah, can go to Hirokazu, Koreda, mm. and every Bergman, everybody. So now I tell what happened with uh, when when they went to walk the dog for poop. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so okay. So yeah. you wanted to now go into the diarrhea. Diarrhea business, oh, oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the, and now I remember that uh, this Greta Gerwig, this Dawn Wiener, called the dog Doody. Yeah, it's also poop. Mm. Yeah, so. But he, she, but she didn't understand it. She didn't understand she, it. She, she tried to, all to the her, names. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah and Doody was like it was like a song. He was. She, was she these types. They we saw it from the beginning that she's mm-hmm. this type. So. Uh, by the way, I don't feel that she is like that, this Don Viva, Wiener. Like? She's like, an intelligent like, girl who could go to New York and everywhere, very sensible. I so wouldn't this, think so. Ah. I, I think she, that, that's about, I think the whole point in Welcome to the Dollhouse is that she is not like exceptionally intelligent or something. She's, I think the point is that she is ordinary, that she is, there's nothing really like, She's a special person, but it's special in the sense of the how common that special. Yeah, yeah, and that's why she had this special house in the yard. Yeah, which is called for special people, <laughs> yeah. whom this fancy boy, to- fancy guy, told later that don't you know what special people are? They are the retarded. <laughs> your your clubhouse is for retarded. retarded. <laughs> 
So he goes on with this retarded business. He bears to all kinds of things to life, this Todd So now we come to the poop. She <laughs> said, dog goes endlessly and it doesn't stop. They go on and on and on. Like this interval where it goes on and on and on and on. This brave western song. <laughs> so she goes with the poop on and on and on. And in the same time there is a very beautiful classical music mm-hmm. accompanying it. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful classical music I remember. And I think that yeah, yeah, Solons yeah. is mm-hmm. using music in that way in his yeah. films. When I look at this, this um, the Welcome to the Dollhouse, there is a, a musician there who made all the songs. They have funny songs. Welcome to the Dollhouse, welcome to the Dollhouse. And then there is this... Um, this uh, a, 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 what what was it called? This um, hummingbird anthem. In the end, she's singing in the bus. Yeah. Hummingbird. It's a silly song, and she's singing it, going to the Disneyland because the brother said it's clever to do to to your credits. It's better for your future. Yeah, your future. So Very we are bees. We are bees. So kind of sad. Yeah, it's wonderfully funny songs, <laughs> and they are done by Jill Wisoff. <laughs> Jill Wisoff is the, the the one who made them songs, but. But also the Wiener Yeah, all those songs wow. which are uh-huh. there. But they're really good songs. They're really uh, also, good songs. Also in the Welcome to the House and they have this band practice yeah. and they're singing these songs and they're really funny, really uh, good songs. Really good songs. <laughs> so they're seriously done but funny. Yeah. Mm. So but in the other parts, in the those parts where he wants to point to us the silliness of the things, mm. no, like also the silliness of maybe all of it, I don't know. So there is Chopin Waltz in A flat, Opus 69, number one. It's it's like this, It's it exaggerates the absurdism of the of, of the poop section segment in this Wiener Dog. I don't remember which classical so, music he used it, but here he used, yeah. then he used Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suit, uh, Another Tchaikovsky, Swan Lake, no, and the Sulveig song of, from Per Gynt, Edward Grieg, which was conducted by Esa Pekka Salonen from wow. Finland, yeah, wow. famous, and singer was Barbara Hendricks, very good, singer, mm. famous opera singer. So, and Camille Saint-Saëns, Carnival of Animals, <laughs> there was such, such, uh, classical music, the most sugary, sweet things he could find. Yeah. Yeah, because the others are completely something else classic, but he took the sugary ones into this uh, to characterize this kind of like in the poop second. So it emphasizes, and first I thought that why in the world he would make that walk with the poop and to make that music. Then when it goes on and on and on, it's it's like the one in the measure of a man with the organ music when somebody is dead. Till the end, <laughs> yeah. you go and you don't it give felt the up. Same, yeah. It felt the same. Oh, it was really kind of exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. yeah, it's like we want to cut it out as quick as possible, yeah. but no, he leads us along with it, like to the end. Yeah. yeah. So, you understand my point of the music he's using it's very special yeah yeah he has very like also very special type of uh, using of music he often uses classical music 
in in um, usually in the title sequences. It's very it's always this kind of cursive font. Uh, and then a very classical, and it's very like this la 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 la. Yeah, it's sugary la, la, la. things. Very he takes, sugary. He takes especially the sugary things which you don't really want to listen to. Because they are wonderful classical music otherwise. So the whole world is full of it. Yeah. So he takes this one lake and. The but, but he. he but it's not like one type of music that he uses, like like you said, in the, there's these wonderful songs that he has made. In the Winter Dog, there's the intermission song, which is like this country, very funny country song, yeah. which is very clearly made as a kind of a joke or the whole intermission thing. And like and, and in, he said that in the Dark Horse movie that we haven't seen, mm. uh, he used like a kind of an American Idol style music uh, the whole whole soundtrack is like pop, pop music yeah. because it's more reflects the main character and his his uh, musical taste and stuff mm. like from where he's from so it's it's not you could see in Dot Solons you can see a lot of patterns and a lot of over and mm. a lot of these things but he himself tries to maintain that he just does it because he just felt like that and like like he That's he, it, he doesn't want to make it into a thing that that's he that that that's his style in a way that he just does things that he's interested in and yeah in one of the interviews i i read was that um, this guy asked him about things and then he said he asked about his family and he answered okay i have a wife and two children mm. a boy and a girl you want to see the picture and then <laughs> he give give from the no the, a picture which was very much Tocholons like probably that they are sitting in their best clothes in the perfect place <laughs> yeah. there and so on. <laughs> and then the other one, this critic felt like, oh, he's sharing with me his family now. That wow, it's a great moment. And then Tocholons says that, okay, I show it to everybody and then puts it. He like kills the thing in the, you know, first we make a bond, a sentiment. Then he kills it like that. It, he did it by purpose. He, mm. he did that picture probably by, for that purpose. Mm. He's showing, doing it to everybody. So don't get too attached. Don't uh, think of anything because the backlash can come mm. anywhere. And it's what is the truth, in fact. You know, he's only... Yeah. Yeah. So that that is describing his, him to me very much. Yeah. He's a very. He, he, you sometimes you have a very kind of hard time really understanding what he's after. Like what what is the effect that he's striving for? Like he, you, you, you as an audience and as a viewer, you can have a very fragmented uh, relationship with him because, like in a way of like, what is the auteur's uh, men, uh, auteur's. Uh, um, like meaning, meaning. Like, and 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 uh, uh, the, the it's this one word that is in my tongue. Like I don't know, I kind of stuck with it. I the the meaning of what he's trying to say, and mm. because for example, um, uh, palindromes is a very good example of this. Like um, and also the the whole uh, point of like what he says that they are sad comedies in a way. His movies that they are he, to him he he felt like that he. It's not really that a matter if you want to laugh, 
or you want to cry or you want to hate it or something it's all good like it's very individual you know how you experience the movie that he's not meant it to be viewed as one way like he accepts that everybody can have a different kind of experience with the movie uh, and he's more interested in that and that so it's very hard sometimes to understand what is meant to be funny and what is not what is tragic and what is kind of tragically humorous yeah. humor, uh, mm. comedic humorous mm. yeah and uh, because sometimes you find yourself like laughing at characters like we, uh, Don Wiener in Welcome to the Doll I just like laughing at her even though you kind of maybe feel sad about her in the same time and you start to feel like kind of guilty of laughing at certain things and you they are they are so tragically humorous and comedic that it really puts you on that borderline of not really knowing how to deal with it mm-hmm. and Ballindromes is a very good movie of this in the sense like example um, for me because there's this scene I remember when I, when I watched it the first time there was there's this scene where um, the main character the girl goes uh, into the forest and she gets lost and then she finds this um, home this mm-hmm. house yeah. uh, called the Sunshine Family yeah. that are like there's it's this um, couple who are Christian couple who have uh, adopted a lot of these like very hard for me to to categorize who like a core like uh like like in a in an official way of who what they are but they're all like a little bit special like a little bit off a little bit uh-huh. outside uh-huh. some some may have like sort of audicisms and stuff and one is alpino and blind mm. and uh, and they're very very mm. uh not ordinary people that you 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 can yeah. have the, the the full abilities of of other people. I, it's very hard for me to say. What can you say about how how can you say these people are? So I'm not trying. Um, they're not average. They're not average people. Yeah, they like I said, autism and stuff like that. And and they go there and uh, and they are very nice people, but something is all, all the time off. With yeah, that yeah, that, they're, they're very happy and smiley, and there there is this this this, this dollhouse maybe. Yeah, there is like this dollhouse thing, uh, and then there is this, but then it all culminates into this musical scene, where the girl is said that we we made like a, we are like in a band like we are like a musical group, mm. the, the 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 family of the the children, and then they're like, would you like us to see you like the the thing, and then yeah yeah, and she's very interested. I'm very excited to be part of the family now. Mm. And then the Dot Solos just shows this musical scene, which is like to his own words, like straight from Sound of Music, mm. you know, from a musical, uh, where the the children perform this again, like this, I think a music made for the film in a similar fashion as mm. as the Dollhouse. And they and they do this musical dance and stuff. Yeah. And when I saw it the first time I couldn't Stop laughing! It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. This these children, yeah, making this musical because the music is funny. It's so it's so sugary, so cliche, yeah. so pop. Mm. It's the most popish thing, and there's this Christian uh, atmosphere on top of mm. that. 
so everything about it kind of suggested a humorous take, you know, that it's kind of a joke, like in, in some like South Park way or something, yeah. you know, like, like, uh, and observational like humor yeah. or something. And, and then I felt like it was funny, but then I read afterwards from Doc Solons, like about the production yeah. of the film that he was delighted about these children he loved these children and he he, he said that the ho- during the whole filming was the best moment of his of his the production was to see these children so happy to perform the musical scene yeah. and there was in and i kind of read that i understood that there was like no intention of it being a joke oh. at all it was Totally honest, totally, you know, really true, honest, truthful uh, representation of just a warm hearted musical oh. in the middle of his film. And I couldn't, gotcha. yeah, I couldn't understand it that oh. way. So even though he thinks something like he often thinks like in this way, it's very hard to say what is really meant for to laugh and what not. And it's kind of really up to you in how you naturally that's react it. to it. That's it. And that's very, very nice. And also another thing about palindromes, sorry that I go along a little bit, is that um, he, because the palindromes, like we said, that it, the, the actor changes throughout the movie. Mm. Most of the American audience didn't understand this. And it was very... It's, the film... Yeah, they didn't understand that it was the same character. Oh. It was uh, too abstract, too oh. weird. Oh. And for me also, when I first saw it, it was like, what is this movie about? And it was very hard to piece it together. And and it was a it was a commercial failure. It was, yeah. it was taken very badly. And it's, even now, it's not... Critics don't yeah. like that movie at, at mm. all. And just it's just... doesn't... hasn't won the audience over. And... To his, when asked about it, uh, Todd Solon said that he didn't thought uh, he thought that it's a brilliant idea. To him, he thought it was the most obvious thing, and yeah. he thought that everybody would understand it. Uh. And this is often with his movies that he he makes this like happiness and welcome to the dollhouse and palindromes and and wiener dog, and he makes them in the idea that this is going to be the most commercially successful film. <laughs> everybody will like it and and that it's the most obvious and most nicest thing mm. that he can do and he just kind of doesn't doesn't realize it that that like like he understands that it's a very limited audience in the end mm. but that he he doesn't he does to him it's he doesn't really see the 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 taboo nature of it, the, the, the convers- yeah. con- co- controversial element yeah. in his films. To him, he's, they are normal films, like he doesn't think. And it's it's the, the whole buzz and the whole image of Todd Solons is more created of his audience because the audience really reacted so extraordinarily to his to his films. Like he he kind of were able to pop a bubble in in the society, you know, in in the in in the people's mind. In a way, he was able to tack in where people really reacted, and 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 he's he's able to continue this very challenging um, method of trying to evolve, trying to evolve conversation. So in this Wiener Dog film, he succeeds 
in the thing he didn't succeed in palindromes too, that people understand that this is the character going. Yeah, it's a very mo- yeah, yeah. character going through all this. It's a very simple. And in fact, it's this girl, the winner, he's still thinking about you know, going around himself. Yeah. What I think. So now I think one more thing yeah. was to talk about is this um, Ellen Burstyn. So I didn't understand anything of it. That, uh, was something, so of end. course, I saw it, and the little girls who appeared in her CSL there. No, and okay, yeah, this this kind of goes so, into yeah. I don't know if it's actually spoiling no, the segment or something. The, about the end, we don't say anything. About yeah, the, it. that's yeah. for sure. But okay, because about the it about has to be there. There's there is a moment when Ellen Burstyn sees girls. Hmm. That are herself yeah. in different, different multi-dimensional possibilities of what she could have become. It, in yeah, life. very beautiful and dressed up and everything, and not. But failures. exactly the same. They yeah. are all exactly the same. <laughs> they are all. They, there is no difference with these yes, girls. Look, I remember them. It's the same actress. Yeah. It's exactly the same in same yeah. outfits. And she herself is a failure. I no. think I. Okay, I looks that how it looks like even blind or okay. not blind. Or my, my 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 analysis, my my theory about what 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 is it about is in 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 the simplest ways about mortality. Of course, uh-huh. because she is, I think she's at the end of her life. I think maybe she died at that moment, mm. like that. It was like the angel of death, kind of who came. But that was to even not clear. No, no, no! It's it's it, it it's a magical realism. It it, uh-huh. it it transforms the scene into a more magical atom, uh, reality, where it it's kind of uh, maybe maybe her death, her her confrontation with death is represented through a symbolical uh-huh. scene, kind of a Kurosawa type or Berryman type of you know like magical realism and ah the death comes. Yeah, and 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 you you know you are transformed into your memories and, yeah, yeah. or or something you know yeah. the, it's very simple and and but but then she's approached with by one girl first who says that it's her at certain age and that she she had all the potential in the world to become anything and then she and then the girl pres- represents all the different kind of. Uh, possibilities with what what she could have could been. Be. She says that this girl represents the girl that would have been confident to herself. This is the girl that chose the different career path. This is the girl, but they are all the same. There's no difference in them, and it doesn't show them in their old age. It's the young same girl, in a way of like when you are in that age, yeah, in the yeah. beginning of life, yeah. you have all okay. the possibilities, and okay. in the end. You don't. You have concluded into one possibility, so, and in a way, I feel like it. There is certain nihilism in that. Mm-hmm. In the way Todd Solos proposes it, certain sadness because it says that even though you have, because because it because he clearly says that these are the girls that chose those different paths, but they're no different. So in a way, there is no point. There is no difference in your cho- choices, and. In a way, this is a very hard confrontation for a person. So, she cannot handle that. She cannot handle this, this, 
it is it's very cruel yeah <laughs> to it, know that, that exactly yeah um, so the clearer you couldn't have said it than he said it there this Todd Solons and I didn't understand <laughs> it <laughs> now I understand it of course it's like that yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, it's all my theory mm. I don't know so I think the fitting fitting uh, end to this uh, podcast would yeah, be it went on for that a while. Uh, would be that we end it now and I thank you very much for this no but we have to we have to ask you the points how many points did you give the movie ah, did you, yeah. I wanted it to end it cruelly just like that oh really Todd Rollins way Okay. Oh. Yeah, I gave it five <laughs> stars, and I recommend everybody oh. this cool, okay. cool and funny picture. <laughs> and you? I gave it seven out of ten. Oh. Um, there's so much. Yeah, in the end, there's a lot of conversation to have in it, and uh, I, I, I thought more than I thought I would about the film. Like I, I, I didn't like. Some technically, I, I didn't like the movie so much. There are some scenes that are very off-putting, like um, just technically, like there's a driving scene that is clearly shot in a blue screen. It just looks ugly, just very ugly scene. And with the with the in the beginning with the boy and the mother, and but it's of course budget. I understand that it's it's not hard, and but it's it's hard for me to to step into the. Could have made like different or But something. I think we sh- we have to end it just like that and not to to in a total way and not to <laughs> explain anything. Okay. You take it or you take it. Seven out of ten. Yeah, and, and I had five uh, stars. And yeah. they, thank you for this wonderful discussion. Very interesting. And I, next time I think we will go uh, into happiness. And you can try try to go on with happiness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, it's me, Arnold, co-host of Busy Movie Club, a movie podcast that I do with my mother Lisa. Just a couple of words here at the end of the episode. If you want to learn more about our podcast, you can go to the, our website, busymovieclub.com, and look up more content about our episodes. For example, uh, those who have heard like an interesting title or something that we name drop during our discussion, uh, we try to do like a, um, a kind of a summarized list of all the movies and books and TV series and other things that we have uh, uh, talked about during in our topics. So just in case somebody missed like something interesting that they want to look up later, and we also do like a. For every episode, we do like a unique illustrations um, that are either done uh, by me or my mother, and also occasionally by our uh, special guests if uh, they take on the challenge, which they have done so far, which is really nice. And the instrumental guitar music that you heard in the beginning and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who makes like really nice music for to to be used in all kind of like uh, free projects kind of like for example this one and I really recommend that you go and check out his uh, website uh, betterwithmusic.com and uh, finally if you have time or you would like to uh, it would be really nice 
to way to help our show to get more audience to rate us on iTunes or any podcast service that you are using that has like a rating system or anything that would be a lot for us and thanks again for listening see you next time